This nigga Draymond basically said, hey, yo, this that shit that got Jordan Poole? Clap, nigga. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Like, hey, like father like son. Watch your mouth. Another episode of the Play for Keys podcast. The play, the play for Keys podcast. The only podcast that has a number in the name with no real meaning. Jax, how you doing? I am actually feeling terrible. I think I'm like sick, but not like COVID or nothing. Mm. I got like a cold or whatever. My voice sounds funny. Interesting. But I work from home today, so I ain't had to do nothing. I ain't get nobody sick, so. I'm fine. My nose is clogged. But other than that, you know, I took a whole lot of pills. So now I feel fine. Um, going into the nitty gritty of all things sports. Yeah, because we got a whole lot to talk about. Finally, after I don't even know how many weeks he was on the market after he got released for some crazy reason, just simply released by the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins has found himself a new team. And he is now a... Tennessee Titan, which is absolutely positively the worst possible, not the worst possible outcome. No, it's not. It's so not the worst. worst possible outcome from him because, boy, the Tennessee Titans stink. Now, he signed yeah. a two-year deal worth $26 million, and he has some incentives. So, like, if he reaches the incentives, he'll the contract will be worth $32 million. So, you know, nice chunk of change. But, like, and he's in Tennessee. It's probably, like, cool city, but, like, my gosh, that's absolutely terrible. I would not want to play for the Tennessee Titans. My thing with the whole D Hop situation, first, it's crazy that he was just he was just released. Like they didn't want to trade for him or nothing. He just got released because while he was suspended for uh, what eleven games, I believe last season, because like some PDs or something like that. He only ended up playing six games, but he had sixty four catches, seven hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns, like. That's a normal, like, if you extrapolate those numbers out, look at me using words like extrapolate, but if you take, if you extrapolate those numbers out, like, that's a normal D-hop season. Like, he's going to go crazy that season. Like, he always does because he's just a good receiver. And I was looking up stats for him. And, yeah, I was looking up stats for D-hop. And he's only had one season with below 55% catch percentage, which... I mean, it's, that's not very good. There's only one season, but his last his last five seasons, he caught sixty five percent of his passes or higher. So his last five seasons, like this him this old D Hop, quote unquote old D Hop, he's okay. still productive. He's still catching the ball. He's still going crazy. He's not. Is he the most explosive receiver? No. But one thing about D Hop, you know, he's a, he's going to catch the ball no matter what. He's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. So the fact that he was just released, that just rubbed me the wrong way. And then. I feel like a better team could most definitely have used him like the Titans. Granted, he was released sort of late into the offseason, but the Titans aren't – there were receivers going to die, unfortunately, like Andre Johnson. Really? He played for – Andre Johnson played for the Titans. Nobody remembers that because Andre Johnson was terrible for the Titans. Uh, Julio Jones, he also played for the Titans, and we know how that ended. That was they, – they hated him. He, he wasn't good for the Titans, and that was D-Hop, and I just – 
it just feels like shades of the past. Like he's gonna go there and be trash. And it's not I don't even think it would be his fault. They don't have a good situation behind quarterback. Like they have Ryan Tannehill who's eh, like mid slash below mid. Then they have two young quarterbacks with Will Levis, who they just drafted, and Malik Willis, who I believe was a fifth round pick last year. But he has like a whole bunch of potential. And you know, the time they drafted Will Levis to be that new starter quarterback. And the reports come out that Malik Willis is outplaying him. And that's a fifth round pick. So it's just like, what are we doing? Why are we going to this trash team? There's so many other teams that could have used him. And I, I get he probably wouldn't have got the money, but if he really wanted a ring or he wanted to play with like a good quarterback, like he said in interviews, like there's just, there's better options, honestly. Like I would have liked him to go to like another AFC South team, like the Jaguars. I think they really could have used him as a big, as a big like jump ball type receiver, a big he's really a safety blanket, so they could use somebody like that. Or someone like the Lions who um Jameson Williams, he's gonna be suspended for the first few games of the season because he was gambling, because he's doesn't make good decisions, but I digress. Like they could have also used D Hop because they don't have that big uh sticky handed receiver like they have Amon Ross St. Brown, but that's it. So I just feel like there were better options for him, but I mean, I like Cleveland, Cleveland could have used them too. Even Cleveland, he's, he got that connection with Deshaun. Yeah, but, Cleveland could have used them with, on top of having another like "quote unquote" safety blanket with Amari Cooper. That would have been nice. That, that's a great Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper D, and D Hop is a great tandem, one A one B type wide receiver. So yeah. it's just on top of confusing, but. Hey, that's where he wants to go. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea for him personally, but I do hope he succeeds because you know I like D Hop. Um, I mean, look, I hope this is not a a foreshadow for what is to come um, with Damian Lillard. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna lie. Like when that, when he started talking when he started naming like his top quarterbacks and stuff it just gave me like that airy feeling of this nigga Damian Lillard talking about all these teams that he fuck with it's just like yo they not the same nigga but I feel like they're both laying their own beds like I don't think I really think D-Hop had the opportunity to go to a better situation it was just gonna come at a price and he's, I feel like he's at that football career where it's a little, and I think in his mind, it's a little too early to go that I'm going to take the vet men and get this ring. I mean, he is only 31, so that's not, he's yeah. not that old. So. Like, I think he has that conversation when he turns like 34, 35. 34, 35, he still ain't won, won no ring anywhere. All right, let's, let's go to the Chiefs. Let's go, let's go to the 49 whoever it may be, whoever's the hot team. Let's go ahead and get this ring for real. Because um, by that time, my stats is there and I already, I'm utilizing as much money as I'm getting. And he probably looking at these running backs and he's just like, hey, yo, if you're not a quarterback, um, this this deflation of finances <laughs> can happen at any time. Let's go ahead and get the money now. I don't really blame him, but I understand that this is not his best um, situation possible, in, in my opinion. And it's... But it's not the worst. I'm going to say it's not. It will, it's not the worst. It is not. It's not the worst. But it's a bad. I think it's a bad one. But it's definitely not the worst because there's many more worse teams. New England Patriots were looking at you, so a lot of, yeah. But hey, 
and fuck Bill O'Brien. I'm not even I'm not even a Texans fan, but fuck that nigga Bill O'Brien. Bro, like he's just I feel like he's such a bad like the fact that he you know he intentionally sabotaged the text and he said this in the interviews before. I'm just like, they can't sue you or something? Like that nigga Bill O'Brien's a terrible human being. That nigga sit down when he pee. I'm not taking that nigga serious, bro. Get this nigga out of here, bro. Get this, get this bitch ass nigga away from me. How was how he employed? He should have stayed in college. He should have been banned from the NFL for a hot little minute. Like was... honestly, like. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move for sure. on. First sure, of we sure. get on the Bill O'Brien because he's just. I can talk about was... that nigga for. Bro, like <laughs> it makes no man. Okay, lock in. For sure. Because there's another situation brewing all the way, not even all the way, down the street. Well, all the way for you, but down the street for me in Dallas with Dak Prescott. You know, he's good. That he didn't have his best season last year. He was hurt. He threw for 15 interceptions. Uh, and even though a lot of his interceptions were were picks, jokes were still going to fly because that's just what happens when the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you mean tip? And, yeah, tip, my bad. A lot of his sure. interceptions were tipped, and that's just what happens sometimes. And he, jokes are flying. People are saying he's trash. People are saying he's worse than, you know, Kirk Cousins, and he's mean. He's not a top-10 quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And he was hearing all this. So in an interview, he said, I won't have 10 interceptions this year. But I just lied because that's not what he said. Mm. He was misquoted. I repeat, he was misquoted. Mm. What he really said was uh, he was talking? He was referring to the interceptions, and he said, "Do I blame my receivers? No. Mike McCarthy does an amazing job with our receivers. They know where to be, and they know when they're going to be looked at. A big jump this year is going to happen. We won't have those tipped interceptions this year." He didn't say we won't have ten interceptions. He said we won't have the tipped interceptions. But he was misquoted and aggregated, and it just became a whole thing. And memes are flying, and yada yada yada. And it just as a journalist, as a reporter, blah blah blah, it's sort of upsetting. But how do you how do you feel about that coming into this next season? Um, look, I'm not saying this for me as as a Cowboys fan. Um, I've learned my lesson to not hype these niggas up. <laughs> I, I really have learned my lesson. I'm not going to be somebody that's saying we're going to the Super Bowl. No, I'm not doing all that. Anytime I have low expectations, they surpass my expectations, and I feel good about myself in this team. So I'm going to say I don't expect them to do nothing crazy this season, and I'm going to hope that they prove me wrong, specifically Dak Prescott. A lot of those, a lot of those interceptions were to, like, it it, 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 it bothered. Like, <laughs> it it was bothered. It was very bothersome crazy. seeing these compilations, and I, I think the worst one for me was definitely that that Jacksonville one. Yes, that, that shit that shit had me. I think I they lost the game on that. They, they lost the game in OT. Wide open. He just Noah Brown just could not catch the ball, and he bounced to the defender. He caught it, ran it back for a touchdown. And it's just like, and I had to see, I had to see more Dak Prescott propaganda. You know where I stay? I'm two hours from Philly. 
Like it's I'm two hours from Jersey. I mean I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not two hours from Philly. I'm two hours from Jersey. There's a lot of Jersey niggas that are Philly fans. So he was talking this shit. I'm right next to these Giants fans. So they look. It was not a good day for me at work. You feel me? So, um, for Dak Prescott, um, I I do believe that he's gonna have a better season. I I really do believe he's gonna have a better season. But I'm not well, I'm not as high on Dak Prescott as I was last season. He gonna have to prove to me, hey yo, look, we gonna we gonna fix some things. We gonna make some changes. There, uh, there was a lot of times Tony Romo was like, hey yo, we we we're not gonna throw them picks no more. What that nigga do next season? Throw them picks. All right, bro. Throw them picks. I don't stand for Tony Romo slander, bro. Oh, we're not slander. We're not slandering Tony Romo. Tony did. The, I feel like Tony Romo really maximized all of his potential. I don't Tony think Romo was. I think Tony Romo was the best quarterback in Dallas Cowboys history. But I digress. You that's a. Fa- I feel like that's a fair argument because I mean, <laughs> that starts to the line of Detroit Aikman had. You know what I mean? Look, I understand. I, I get. I get your. I get your standpoint. Um, but for Dak Prescott, like, I'm I'm not on here ten toes down. Like, oh, he definitely top ten. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, he could be slightly like slightly below top ten. Like, he's like eleven or twelve in my opinion. He's probably eleven or twelve, but he definitely not no fifteen. He no, like it'd be disrespectful. Like you be thinking I'm disrespectful with it. These <laughs> niggas, these niggas up here, be having this nigga at fifteen. 16, 17, like right at 17 is crazy. They have him. They have him. If you think he's 17 or something like that, they are legit saying, Hey, yo, look, this is this is Kirk Cousins with more opportunity. Like they really have him locked in with Kirk Cousins. And they were doing this shit last year. And I was fighting those allegations because I was just like, Name me 10 better. Right now, I have him at eleven, maybe twelve. No, do I have a list? Absolutely not. I do not have a list. So do, please do not ask me. Do not tell me. This is not. This is not one of them kind of days. I'm saying, regardless what the list is, I'm probably he gonna be at ten or at eleven right now. Nah, he nah. can only he can only go up from there though. He can only go up from there. That's that's he, that's just me. He's definitely in my top ten. He's probably like he's probably like eight or nine. Eight or nine. Not thinking about it. Well, not with semantics. It's like okay, nine or but ten, still. ten or eleven. But in that's, the NFL, that's, that's not a, huge. In the NFL, that's a huge gap because for, the gap for, between, like the gap was, between like, like the top five quarterbacks and the, the gap between like the fifth best quarterback and the number ten quarterback is a crazy gap. From a financial standpoint, I don't see I don't see the difference. I don't see the gap. From financial, of course not. But from like, a financial, like because <laughs> I mean from from top five from top five. Top five is in its own tier, and then after that, you can start breaking down other tiers after that. Let me, let me like the gap between like Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins. That's a crazy gap. That is a big gap. That's like five to ten. That's like the gap between like five and ten because Kirk Cousins could be maybe like the tenth, eleven best quarterback, and Lamar is in the top five. So like, I'm, that's a huge gap. So and you feel and you feel like Lamar and Dak are not that big of a gap. No, I think Lamar and Dak. I think. I'm it's, a clo- it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a closer it's a closer game. Lamar, so that's me. That's just my personal. Opinion. I think Lamar is the second best quarterback in the NFL. Oh I, yeah, you, yeah, you, you definitely by yourself for sure. <laughs> you definitely by yourself. We don't we don't have to get into we don't have to get into that. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, bro. Brother. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm. Hey, look, hey, that's cool. I, he was top five. I I just never heard nobody say two outside of Baltimore niggas. I was just because they're anti-black, but there's no way you say. 
I'm just saying. That's really it. That's really it. You be anti-black? That's really it. If you, I know niggas that got Jalen Hurts in their top five. And he, mm, he could be up there, but like. He probably seven or eight to me, honestly. I don't And just off of just um, nigga, nigga logic of just thinking off the top of my head, I think he like six or seven. Maybe. I don't think he's he top five. He could be. I just don't see it. He like five. Like the Super Bowl really made me think of him. Like, oh, it's not highly, but that Super Bowl he went crazy. It made me think of him a little bit different. And he a Houston nigga, so I'm, I am a, I am biased. I am biased. Fair enough. It is what it is. But anyway, staying in Dallas, there's like, like we're talking about, we're both Cowboys fans. We're both in abusive relationships with the Cowboys. Oh God. They keep they keep every single year they abuse us, and we we keep coming back from war. We have something wrong with us. But there is trouble in paradise or trouble in hell, depending on how you look at uh, Dallas right now, because yeah. Zach Martin and Trayvon Diggs are potential holdouts. <clears throat> Zach Martin is probably the best guard in the NFL, if not the best, the second best. According to the Madden rankings, he's the best because he's a, he's a 99 in Madden. And he, he, he took a six-year contract in 2018, and that contract is going to run out um, next year. Mm. And his contract, him taking that six-year contract was actually sort of a steal for the Cowboys because it was a long contract and it allowed them. Because you know how the Cowboys are with the cap situation; they they make a lot of questionable signings. They always end up having to reach. If the Cowboys going to do, if Jerry Jones going to do one thing, is restructure a contract. Yep. And they've done a lot of that, and they're able to do that because of the financial flexibility that Zach Martin's contract allowed them to have. But now he's getting older. Uh, and he wants he wants a new contract, and rightfully so, because he's he sort of took a, a family discount or a friend discount or whatever whatever you want to call it, and now he's like, hey, I'm old now. It's time for me to actually get paid my rightful my rightful money. And he's threatening a holdout, which sucks because he's the best lineman the Cowboys have right now, uh, depending on how you feel about Tyron Smith. And then. That's only one holdout because another holdout is Trayvon Diggs, who was a second-round pick. And now, since he was a second-round pick, he doesn't have that flexibility of the five-year contract. And now his contract is also finna be up. And while in an interview Des Bryant did, he said, he was, when he was speaking on Trayvon Diggs, because they're, you know, friends, he said, Trayvon's not trying to knock Dallas over the head but for their money. But Dallas, they're not being fair and giving him the contract he rightfully deserves. And that's two of Dallas's best players, potential holdouts. How do you feel about that? Because my goodness, looks terrible. Um, this is a unique situation because they both have, um, they both kind of have tremendous like um, power right now. Zach is the best, in my opinion. I don't take, I don't put Tyron Smith in this, this category. He just gets injured way too much. Like when, he, when he's on the field, he's great, but he just. Yeah, what did Steph Curry say to the Chris Paul? This is not 2014 no more. This is not 2016. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tyron Smith used to be a scary dude. Like, he used to scare the fuck out of people. Like, this is this is a different dude. Um, but Zach Martin, um, look, we have definitely been on the weaker end of uh, guards and offensive linemen. Uh, we just keep living in this realm of 2016, 2017, 2015. Like, we just keep living in this la-la land that we have those same kind of caliber kind of dudes um, with the level of protection. 
Um, look, if you expecting Dak to have a great year this season, so, that th- th- there can't be no running for your life. <laughs> nah. You know, on the and on, that got hurt last season. Yeah, crazy stuff. So yeah, and on Trevon Diggs' side, um, you have somebody like Des Bryant in your ear saying, "Hey, yo, know your worth. Like, just don't, just don't fold to these niggas." Um, he has power too because he's, you know, he's very important. And in, in, in the defensive scheme, um, niggas scheme for this nigga. Um, and when your second best CB or your, your defensive back is who, what, a- Anthony Brown? Is that the second one? No, they got Stephon Gilmore now. So. Oh, we oh we do have Gilmore. Okay. I'll, okay. With you having Gilmore, I is, do we still have Jordan Lewis? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Okay. If we, we still have Jordan Lewis, um, Anthony Brown... A little overhated right now. Understandable though. It's, it's not, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I'm not defending. Them. I'm not defending them, but it, it is a little od. Um, that kind of changes a little bit because I did forget about Stephon Gilmore. I think Zach Martin definitely has um, a little bit higher president. I, I think he has a little bit more power than Trevon Diggs right now. Um, just because he's older. Just because um, it, Tra- Trevon Diggs is still a little green to this. They, they, I feel like Jerry Jones could talk to this nigga and. Convince him to like just kind of chill out for a hot little minute, and and get some other thing, you know, finesse him real quick. Um, so, from from a level of importance, I think Zach Martin because you gotta have you gotta have protection for your quarterback at this point. Well, you talk about level of importance. We can take that. We can take a sort of a wider look at it. And Dallas, they have Zach Martin. They have Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons, his contract is up soon, as well as Ceedee Lamb. That's next year. Tony Pollard, he's only on the franchise tag. Will they re-sign him? We know they're not because everybody hates running backs, but we'll get into that. Mm. And then also Dak Prescott. Granted, he did sign a new contract, like, what, a year ago? Maybe two years ago or something oh, like that. Dak, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was like two years but ago. But quarterback contracts, they're very, they're always weird. Like, they always asking, like, I'm glad they're getting their money, but they're always asking for more. They're always asking for, like, a restructured contract. They're always asking for more, so... If you had to like rank the importance, who would you put? Uh, how would you rank it with Zach Martin, Trayvon Diggs, Micah, CD, Tony Pollard, <laughs> and Dak? Are you going off of this season or just off of just like importance? Who, who, who they should try to re-sign first? If we're talking specifically this season, yeah, Zach Martin goes first. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say Trayvon. Then I'm gonna say Micah. Then I'm. You really have it right here. Like this is this order. is. The, you have it in the order. You have it. Zach Martin, Diggs, Micah, CD, Tony, Dak. In that order, of of importance of who needs to get signed, um, um, by priority. Now, if you was talking about, hey, yo, if there was no timeline and all these people had to get signed at the same time. Oh, my list is totally different. Cause Mike, give Michael Parsons was ever whatever that nigga want, yeah, give I it think, to him. But and and for this season, Zach Martin's at the top right now. I think grand scheme of things, I I still think they should sign. Like Zach Martin, he does need to be signed. But for I think sure. they should go ahead and get Mike out the way because he's already one of the best players in the NFL. So the quicker you get him signed, the the quicker you have him under control. Okay, I see what you. I see what you. I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. 
then after that, I'd probably just go ahead. Zach Barnes already old, so we shouldn't. You shouldn't need like a super long term deal with him. So I'd get him paid. Then CD. I'll be on. I feel like Dallas is gonna try some, try some stuff with Trayvon, and he might end up franchise tagged or something. I don't think I could see if I could see a franchise tag. I could see Trayvon leaving, which is going to piss me off. But I digress. I can see Tony leaving. Oh, Tony, oh Tony, I don't even know why I put Tony. Tony Pollard's definitely leaving if they don't. <laughs> he's only making ten million because he's on the franchise tag, and he's a running back, and we know how the NFL hates running backs right now. So he's CD's probably. I mean, Tony's probably not getting signed. They finna Demarco Murray that nigga, bro. It's gonna be a sad case, and I fuck with Demarco. That's why I didn't really feel bad when that nigga went to the Eagles. Like, it's crazy because Demarco Murray had the best year of his life. And then flip. It went all downhill from there. Flip. Nigga flipped him, and I got so upset, and then they gave us Zeke, and I was like, okay, I understand. I understand what y'all niggas be doing. And then so, now Zeke is a free agent still. He could get re-signed by the Cowboys. I think he, I think he coming back. I do too, but. It's, it's like, he got it. I, I, I don't be, I won't be tripping if he come back either. Because it's like, yo, just go line. That's the, <laughs> That's that nigga. I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. It sucks, though, being relegated to just a goal line back after being the the best, like, the man, one of the best, if not the best running back in the NFL for, like, a good, like, three seasons at least. Like, it, that's definitely got to suck. <laughs> They're great for fantasy. Kept me out of Waffle House. Salute to Zeke, man. Salute to Zeke, salute to Zeke, man. Can't relate. Can't relate. Can't relate. Shout out to Pony too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, like I mean, if we're if we're being honest, like we can get right into these running backs for real. I, I, I feel like uh, the, the time is coming. Yeah, we have like we've sort of talked about running backs a lot, but like my goodness, it's actually like the way they're getting they're, they're getting treated so they're like. You see like all the actors and the writers and blah blah blah. They're on strike. The running back, they need to go on strike or something. I don't know if you can even do that in the NFL. It's not gonna work, bro. It's not gonna work like it used to work. You know why? They'll just turn a wide receiver to a running back. They'll do that, but then they all they got this new dual threat quarterback. You know what I mean? They just gonna utilize the fuck out of Jalen Hurts, utilize the fuck out of Lamar Jackson, utilize the fuck out of Pat Mahomes. All these people. Will Levis got legs. Malik Willis got legs. So I was just talking about him off air. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Daniel Jones, all Daniel Jones just, running back, and Justin Fields. Like look at all these runners. Trey Lance, like these are runners. Kyler Murray, he run like a toddler. You feel me? Like, these are... And we ain't even talking about C.J. Stroud. He a pure passer. Like, we have a lot of evidence of it. Even if the running backs were to go on strikes, this is not this is not the old school Peyton Manning-ass quarterbacks. These are not the Tom Brady-esque kind of quarterbacks. Um, it's just not going to work the same. Will it be, you know, it, it, will it affect them in a way of course it will you know what i mean because running backs are important to a degree but them kind of going on strike like the writers <laughs> not gonna not gonna work in niggas favors because they're gonna see saquon and then they're gonna be like well we did draft tony pollard <laughs> we can just do that shit in the fifth round again anyway somebody gonna somebody gonna be behind this i don't know 
and the running backs, they have a lot of beef because their franchise tag, which is the franchise tag is normal. It's what's given to somebody who can't come, who do a new contract, but they can't come to terms with a new deal. And the franchise tag is an average of the top five salaries at that position. That's what they get paid. And the franchise tag for running backs, it's only $10 million, which in the grand scheme of like the NFL, that is, <laughs> that's tough change. That's pocket change. That is ass. And then I think I saw like a stat or something that said the average running back gets paid less than the average kicker, which is yes, crazy. yes, yes. I think they get paid like a million less exactly. Like the kicker gets two point eight, running backs get one point eight, and this is all reason to hold out because like Saquon and Josh Jacobs are the two biggest names of the running backs for holding them who are holding out, and it's actually crazy because Josh Jacobs he was on a he was a first round pick so I forget when but he had a five year or they're given a four year contract with an with the option for a fifth year and he's been the Raiders best player for like the past what two three seasons but the Raiders said you know what we're not going to give you that fifth year option we're going to decline it and see if you can prove yourself and he, he proved himself. himself. <laughs> he was the proved best running. Himself. He was statistically the best running back in the NFL. He led the league in rushing. He had sixteen hundred and fifty-three yards, and he scored twelve touchdowns. And the Raiders were like, "Ah, thank you, but no thanks. We don't want to. We don't want to give you. We don't want to give you no good money. We don't want to resign you like that for real." And they, they wanted to sign the franchise tag, which is only ten million. And that sixteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns—that's worth way more. Way more than uh, ten million, especially on a team that's as bad as the Raiders. And on top of that, he's not one of these injury prone. At he's been healthy. He's, he's been, been relatively. Healthy. He, he's been on the field. I mean, trust me, I know. Drafted him on fantasy. You feel me? Like <laughs> I, that man was going to work. So it's just like when you're the Raiders, you know, like. We can talk about Saquon, and people will be like, okay, he had a deal before. He turned it down because he wanted more. That's one thing. I still don't agree with that. But to not even give a contract to Jacobs, and you're the Raiders. Your quarterback is Jimmy G. You have no – you yes, you have Devontae Adams. But, like, it's, it's established. Jimmy G. Like, <laughs> it's established that you're not doing anything this year, for real. Like I said before, I was joking. I wasn't really joking, for real. But I didn't emphasize as much. They need to implement the same thing the NBA niggas is doing. When these NBA, these NBA teams, you got to use up this cap space. Like, you got to use it up. Or else we just going to take the money away from you. Ain't no saving shit. If you got if you got twenty million, you better use it. Like I don't I don't know what it is for the NFL. I don't know what the what the policy is, but they need to be like the Raiders need to be like the Houston Rockets, and just be <laughs> just get give these give these niggas some contracts because look, you got to spend the money. And spend the money on, on on high assets, especially for somebody like Josh Jacobs. We still not we still haven't even talked about Dalvin Cook. Like I thought the thought the nigga would have been signed by now. It's really looking kind of crazy for the for the running back. It's getting disrespectful. Um and they keep talking about they keep talking about Zeke and they keep talking about Le'Veon Bell. But for every Zeke and Le'Veon Bell, you have a Saquon Barkley. Um you have um 
a Nick Chubb, you have a Derrick Henry, you have a Josh Jacobs, that they are not injury prone. And if you give them a contract, they're going to live up to the contract. You know what I mean? It's, it's just... It's just playing the car. It's football. It's a violent-ass sport. So, I, I don't know. And most of these people are not trying to reset the market. They just want something what that's reasonable. Owning. Yeah. But it's like owners feel that if they pay the running back something that's reasonable, that's them resetting the market, which is not the proper way to be thinking about contract negotiations and things. But, like, when you when you look at Saquon, the Giants were absolutely terrible. at. There's no reason they should have made it. Daniel Jones is a quarterback. Daniel Jones, he only threw 15 touchdowns. Daniel Jones also only completed 317 passes. Last season, Saquon ran the ball 295 times. That's basically the same amount of touches for them, 317 to 295. That's only like a 20-touch 20, a 20 difference between the quarterback and the running back. Saquon was also the Giants' fourth-leading receiver, but the Giants didn't have a single player with over 725 yards receiving. And Saquon Barkley led them to the playoffs with 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, and he can't get a contract. Make you it know, make sense. You know who did get a contract? Daniel Jones. By having one on-par season. Not a great season. A on-par, just standard season. He had a, that was a basic quarterback season. Not even – like, that was literally – like, we say a lot of people are mid. That was literally a mid-season. Like, it was – it was – it was okay – not even, it was it was literally okay. It was a serviceable quarterback um, type of season. Like okay, yo, you're not as you're not losing us games. Like, and to his to his credit, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't name you the receivers that nigga had that season. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I will give him that the the receiver one of their best receivers that tore ACL during like the season. So like. I understand that, but when you have Saquon Barkley in the backfield, let's be honest with ourselves. You able to run like a running back like you are because when you do these read options, you're planning for Saquon. And when Daniel Jones pulls it back and starts running, gets a touchdown, it's like, okay, like that only becomes as successful as it is because the game plan is being revolved around making sure Saquon doesn't go crazy. And then you end up going a little crazy on the yards, plus a touchdown in a pass. So, look, um, I've been hearing some things about Saquon. Um, he may not show up for Week One uh, for against the Cowboys. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Um, either either Brian Dayball really gonna show his true colors of how good of a coach he is, or <laughs> they are they really gonna feel the effect of not having Saquon Barkley and and having Daniel Jones truly win them a football game. Hey, pick your poison. I guess, hey, this is what you want to do as a front office. That's that's on you. That's on you. It's going to be crazy. It'll be crazy if they actually win that. Like, they won't win the game because the Giants suck, as we said. But if they mess around and actually win that game with no Saquon. That's some Dallas Cowboys shit to do, though, I will say. That is some, that is some Dallas Cowboys shit to do. We shouldn't get our expectations high for the Cowboys. Let's, let's not let, let's, let's settle down. Let, let's settle down. Let's let's settle down. <laughs> <laughs> let's settle down. Oh God. Um, but um, I, but like for the whole season, like from for the whole season, I, I don't see Saquon sitting for the whole season. I don't think any running back should ever sit a whole season. 
it outside of Le'Veon, outside of Le'Veon Bell, it just doesn't work. It doesn't he work out well. He sat the whole season, then he went to the Jets, and he was trash. But he got a contract though. <laughs> Fair enough. Nigga did get a contract. That's my only thing. He looked crazy. He looked crazy trash, but he did get that contract. Now Melvin Gordon, <laughs> brother, that was not that was not your lane. That was not your lane. That Melvin Gordon alone told me, "Hey, yo, this is not for everybody. <laughs> this is this is not for everybody. This is for the top two, and not even two for real. Like for real, for real." Because I think Le'Veon Bell was kind of like projected as like the number one back um, at that time. So Le'Veon was cold, man. He was cold. I don't know what. And then he started rapping. It's the Jets. God damn it. The Jets are like the Browns, but they're just in New York. You said that just like the Browns are just in New York? Yeah. I mean, I can see that, but at the same time, they've had more success. Uh, more recent success than the Browns. We've had more recent success than the Browns. We didn't uh, even play professional <laughs> football. You right, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> let, me, let me chill out. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. But, I mean, look. Um, when it comes to the running back position, there's a lot of people that, you know, get flack. From saying like, "Hey, yo, I don't want my son playing running back." I mean, look, no, I think honestly, honestly, the only reason why um, the franchise tag works for the quarterback, I think, is because you are paying so much money in that franchise tag. I remember when Dak was going to get franchised, it was like, "Hey, yo, look, you franchise tag? That's a fifty million dollar franchise, or like it was in the forties." High forties, high low fifties, something high, and then the next year that shit doubles to like it would went to like 70 or 70, 72. So it's one of those things like, oh yeah, shit, franchise tag me if you want to. I'm gonna get bread. Like, yo, go ahead and franchise tag me if you want to. I'm not tripping. I feel like you have to implement that across the board if you want running backs to really get paid. If if running backs got paid, their franchise tag was twenty five mil. Or like 18 mil, 19 mil, and it just kept doubling on the second franchise tag. Oh, n- niggas would get contracts a lot sooner. Because niggas is just not trying to do a one-year 30 mil for, for a running back. When they can just easily sign that nigga to 16 mil and get that shit out the way. So, that, that, that's just me. I feel like you have the... I don't know if the NFLPA, I don't know how they do all their, you know, contract stuff, negotiation stuff, but... Uh, that's something I would propose as a casual um, of the NFL um, technical side, like the contract side of shit. Yeah. To wrap this up, uh, before we move on to our more my, our other basketball topics, I was listening to what the Dominique Foxworth show, and he actually proposed like a solution to the running back thing, which made a lot of sense and sort of made me. Mad. I'm like, why didn't they do this before? But apparently, the NFL. They set aside a certain amount to be paid out for performance-based incentives. And he was talking about how he was, you know, a third-round draft pick. But because he played a lot and played well, he was given, like, uh, he was given a bonus. And that the whole entire league has that, has access to that money. Mm. So he was saying that the running backs should get paid based off of that. Like, there should be some something in their contracts or whatever or something that goes with their position that based off of the incentive they reach or whatever for – the length of their contract, they can get paid more, which makes more sense because they're getting paid based off of what they do. So I feel yeah. like that should be a solution that the NFL should look at. Yeah, and if and if owners weren't corrupt, um, that would even work even better. Um, but you know how that should work. I remember when Shannon Sharp said he had he had to reach a hundred 
and 70 yards um, to get uh, my $5 million bonus. I don't know what the actual incentive was, but it was the last game. And um, at halftime, he had 166 or like he was like six yards shy. Did not get the ball um, for the rest of the game. Um, did not get that incentive. Um, so, you know, of course, you're going to have some corruption like that. But I do feel like incentive-based contracts for the running back position, I feel like works equal on both sides. So, hey, yo, um, pay me for what I'm worth this year in incentives. And, you know, shit, I mean, if I suck, I pay the, ba- I pay the base pay. Like, I pay the base pay. But speaking on speaking on people that suck, God damn! I'm playing. I shouldn't. I shouldn't oh. say that. I shouldn't hate on. I shouldn't hate on him. I've hated on him enough this podcast. But what are you talking about? I'm talking about DeAndre Ayton. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. okay. He made he made some comments recently, and I feel like we should just cover them really fast because we got other stuff to get to. For sure. But he said his goal was to shift the narrative of how everybody views him because he said, and I quote, "The world hates me." I have no fans out here. And I can feel it because the world the whole world is saying it. My goal over summer is to change that narrative. And that sort of makes me sad because I'm like, dang, he really does think the world hates him. But then I'm also like, I mean, like, he need to step it up though. You were sort of I want like if your goal is to change that narrative, I pray you change that narrative because my goodness gracious, you were so disappointing last season. Uh, I just think this. This is what I call nig- a, a nigga just being overdramatic. The whole world don't hate you, nigga. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the whole world don't really know you. Like, there are not niggas in Turkey. Like, man, like <laughs> that nigga eating his ass. Like, it's just not. Like, let's be honest. It's America, okay. And even a part of America, like you're not at that superstar status where niggas is just really just. Honing in on you. I think more people are honing in on Draymond Green right now, which we will get to, than you, nigga. Uh, yo, lock in. This is self-inflicted. Nobody <laughs> nobody prevented you from being great and showing at least showing effort. You know nobody what I mean? Nobody ever himself prevented himself. Like, this is this is all on you. you. You was going back and forth with a nigga that everybody loves. You know what I mean? Like, you did the CSO. I don't... I don't know. I can't feel bad for that nigga. Just do better. No, he sounds he sound, he sound soft. Ah. Ah. You do. Hey. You cooking. He sounds he sound, he sound soft. He sounds soft like them European players. Oh. But he not European, though. Yeah. He not European. And that's it. Hey, let me know when you're trying to go to that topic. Bro, we gotta go to it right now. Hey, yo, let's get. Hey, hey let's right. get to it. Let's get Greg to it. Think, Greg, don't think the European players be soft, bro. I think they be soft. Hey, go. Hey, hey. I'm, a, I'm okay. Look, this is my thing. They what do what what do you what do you consider somebody like? What do you consider? What is a soft player to you? Before I even go into it, what is a soft player to you? I feel like just in terms of basketball, just a player who's not aggressive, a player okay. who who like. You'll see a. You'll know you're better than. This, you'll know you're be- a player who's like DeAndre Ayton, even though he's not European. Like mm-hmm. you know you're physically better than this player. You know you have like the skill or whatever, and you're just simply 
not meeting that. You're not meeting that potential. You're not going okay. as hard as you need to. You're okay. you're lazy. That's also contributes to being soft. I feel like so that's what I think a soft player is. Okay, I me personally, I just want to kind of. I think I I think it's time to change the narrative of European players being soft. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't I don't necessarily know a European player right now that's really soft. It's like if I if I go down the list of a European player at like as we're currently speaking, because a lot of people what they'll say soft, like the overall definition used to be like, oh yeah, he's only good until it's time for a nigga to get physical. And, and now all of a sudden he can't he can't handle the physicality of the NBA. Now he's shooting two for twenty five, and that's contributed to soft and all that other stuff. Um, at this point, I don't know what nigga that's that's doing that. I can we can play <laughs> look we can play a game called who is softer, <laughs> and I think it's time to play this. I think it's time to play the game. Cue the music. You don't hear the music, but you gonna hear the music. Cue the music. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go down the European list, and then I'm going to put an American player there. You're going to tell me who's up. See, but let me, I got to give this caveat. Oh, you're gonna, my you're God. You're going to start naming superstars. Oh, my the God. Superstars aren't soft, but you can't be a superstar. Uh, but I'm going superstar for, I'm, I'm going star for star, though. Okay, I'm going, okay. I'm going, I'm, I'm going star for star. It, all right, now, they, they, don't, they, won't, they won't be superstars. They, they're not all going to be superstars, but... Star and you gonna agree as a star. Okay. We've already we've already said Aiden, right? I'm gonna give you um fuck that nigga. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Alright. Jokic. Jokic is on the Jokic Jokic is on, on the European side. Okay. And then I'm gonna put another person on here. Okay. He can't he can't move until we find somebody that's softer. Car Anthony Towns. You know, getting there, bro. Carl Anthony Towns is not a superstar, bro. Uh, we say a star for star. He's a star, right? He's a star, right? No, he's a superstar. Anthony Towns is a star. And you know, he's a star. He's a star, right? He's a star, though. All right, whatever. Jokic. It's clearly Jokic. Oh, okay. Um, Giannis is, is that is that a European player? Giannis is that don't a, know, bro. Yeah, hey, is he not a European player? Giannis is African. Giannis is a Nigerian man. <sighs> okay, okay, you, you you playing that game? Okay, all right. Get I'm him wrong. out. Get get. I'm saying get him out that list. Christos Porzingis. And who? I, we, you, find me somebody softer than Cat. Find me a fuck fuck the list. Find me somebody softer than Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is soft in general, bro. Not even trying to hate on him. I'm hey, look, I'm saying I th- people are not t- people keep talking about these European players. There are plenty of NBA players that fit this soft narrative because niggas want to pick and choose when they want to want to be '90s basketball, early 2000s <laughs> basketball. Let me hey, y'all had a real conversation to be had when it was the '80s and the '90s and the '20s. Name me a Kevin Garnett right now. Name me a Ron Artest right now. Name me a Shaquille O'Neal right now. Name me all these. Um, niggas that people were talking about, okay, like, he couldn't handle Kobe mentality type shit, you know what I mean? Like, name me them players right now, because I don't see it. 
I just don't see it. And it goes back to the game of basketball that we're playing right now. You can't pick and choose. You can't say, hey, yo, the league is so soft right now. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but these European, these European niggas, these niggas is soft. No, no. It's either, pick your poison. Either y'all fuck with the early basketball days, or you fuck with this new basketball shit. Either or, these European players is not as soft as niggas out here claiming it to be. Because I just don't know prominent players right now that if you give them a little physicality, they still not... Luka is still going to get his. I I don't know. I, feel I don't like know. That you make a very compelling argument. But I feel like this is also sort of like an indictment on basketball now as a whole. Like, I, I like It's a great sport and everything, but like it has gotten a lot, a whole lot softer. It's a lot of nobody posts up anymore. Everybody's trying to do dribble moves. Everybody's trying to shoot. Nobody's trying to go to the basket. So that will lead to some softer basketball. And and this is one of the few times, and this is not the first time people have said this from the European niggas from overseas. Niggas from overseas out here saying that, like, hey, yo, it's just a little bit more physical overseas. They just don't get a chance to just be free range as much as the NBA. Um, it's a lot more T-oriented. They don't say that it's tougher or anything like that, but they say, hey, yo, the game of basketball is a lot more physical um, overseas. Um, Jokic has said it Luka Doncic has said it And I don't think niggas is just saying that just to cap um, A nigga that That <laughs> that went into an NBA basketball game And and Put up 60 points 20 rebounds and 10 assists I'm just going to assume That the nigga know what he's talking about When he's saying hey yo it may be a little bit more physical <laughs> Back at home <laughs> It's a little bit harder to score at home than the nigga that just Put up video game numbers right before my very own eyes So I'm saying that's my only argument is that that as much as niggas talk, there's not there's not a lot of people talking about soft like NBA players in general. They'll say you're. I think we have to clear. We have to shut the narrative down. The league is soft. The league is soft. It's not just a European thing. All these niggas to a degree are soft because I don't think I don't think these European superstars are soft niggas. But I know who are. I I I know I know a few I know a few soft niggas. I know a few soft niggas in the NBA. I just know them, and I just gave you two. All right. All right. I just gave you two, bro. Like, hey, what you? I'll let you. I'll let you have this one. And. While we do say the NBA has gotten softer, we're not saying like it's a bad product. Oh, it's not a bad. It's not bad. I hate the game. It's just like you, we, you know, bro. You, you know when you see it, it's just a little. It just look a little different, you know. Yeah, uh, I like we like we like we said before. It's it's not it's not it's not anything bad. It's I'm, just, I, I'm just I'm just here to change the narrative, yo. Because um, because niggas acting niggas acting like they blind for real. Niggas really acting like they blind for real. But that 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 was my only that's my only thing we um about European players and that's why I wanted the loop um combine what I was combining because it it would have rolled right into whatever we got but we'll save that for another time um but <laughs> let's talk about niggas as not soft <laughs> I mean somebody called him soft somebody did call him soft <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's get, let's get into it nigga hey. we're talking about none other than. Draymond Green, who 
for some reason. I mean, he has a podcast, so of course he won't shut up because, you know, that's another way for him to get bread. But my God. And he be joining please, other niggas' podcasts. Please stop talking, Draymond. I just, let's, let's it's, a, it's a little time wise, so let's take it back. First, this was, I don't know how many days ago it was, but he was on his pod, he was on, was he on his podcast or somebody else's podcast? I don't know. He was, he was on, on. He was on Pat. He was on Pat Bev's pro, uh, okay. podcast. He was on Pat Beverly's podcast, and he was discussing new teammate Chris Paul, which still feels disgusting to say, but I'm working through it. Um, he said <laughs> he used to. He said that uh, as he was playing against Chris Paul, against Chris Paul with like the Rockets, the Clippers, blah blah blah. He never liked Chris Paul, and he said that hasn't changed now just because we're teammates. And I'm not mad at that, you know, because. That's real. Like, you have to change because they're teammates. He said, we'll talk man-to-man and blah, 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 and we'll hash any of our differences out. But I don't think that's, you know, that's weird to say about your new teammate. But <laughs> Got that nigga Jax heated. <laughs> <laughs> I, know that, I know that nigga read that with a bald fist. Hell no, boy. Right? <laughs> that's not too bad or whatever. But then he continued to talk, and he was discussing on his podcast the whole Jordan Poole incident. And this led to Jordan Poole's dad, who apparently has Twitter for some old people. If you have kids who are in their 20s, you shouldn't be on Twitter. I feel like if your kids are adults, you shouldn't be on Unless you're like an actor or somebody famous, you shouldn't be on Twitter. Go, go to Facebook where you belong. But anyway, Jordan Poole, his dad came in the comments and said, hey, Draymond, after the punch and everything, Draymond, after he knocked Jordan Poole out, Draymond was had been avoiding Jordan Poole and his family all season. Draymond never apologized. And then he also called Draymond, and I quote, a soft-ass bitch. To which Draymond replied, tweeting back, saying, stop using fighting words. They don't go over well with real men. I never avoided you. I had to go through the family room and see you all the time because I had to go get my kids and blah, 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 and take them to the locker room. And then another instance where Draymond kept, for some reason, won't shut up. And this time, he fell for a fake tweet by NBA Centel. Mm. Not NBA Central, but NBA Centel. Mm. And, and in that fake tweet, Kevin Garnett was quoted as calling Draymond the bully and saying he needs to pick on somebody his own size, like KG. Draymond then quoted that sick tweet and said, I tried you when you was a rookie, and you wasn't about it. I pressed you, and you started talking to yourself like you was crazy. I'm really like, what did he said? What is that? That's like a freshman bullying a senior in high school. <laughs> and then more comments came out with Draymond saying he has no relationship with Jonathan Kuminga, who was his teammate. And I just say all this to pose a question to you. Why won't he stop talking, Greg? Why won't he just stop talking? Please. Hey, look. I'm, I'm, before I go... I'm not defending all of this shit. I'm going to defend some of this, though. I'm going oh, to defend some of this right here. All right? Look, does Draymond need to stop talking, shut up the dribble? Absolutely. I think if he just never opened his mouth, especially about the Jordan Poole shit, you got to let Bro. that shit go, nigga. You already I, I, took that hey. man off the team. He hates his life now. Like... Hey, hey, for, and, and, and let's not forget, niggas forget, nigga had a whole documentary about this motherfucking incident. I forgot about that. Like, <laughs> like this shit nigga been stretching this shit out for a long ass time. 
So this is what I'll say. Two wrongs don't make a right. Just because Draymond is doing this, that doesn't mean Father Poole, you need to come <laughs> up here and start just talking. Because what it sounds like, and as a, as a nigga that gaslights myself back in the day, this nigga Draymond basically said, hey, yo, this that shit that got Jordan Poole clapped, nigga. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Like, hey, like father like son. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. He said it in a professional way. He said, hey, yo, I pass you up all the time when it's time to pick up family. So you know what it is. Watch your mouth. Another thing he said, and and for and, and for Jordan Poole's father, you kind of a loser for that. I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you he's defending his child. Yo, look, look, look. I'm gonna be honest. Um, no, his no, his quote was he didn't apologize to me and my wife. Hey, Jax, look, I'm sorry. It will never happen. We will we will never throw hands. But if I decided to uppercut you, nigga, <laughs> do you think I'm supposed to come to your mom's and be like, hey, yo, look, bro, I my bad, my I fault. I think in that situation he should have. Cause like Draymond was like Jordan Poole's like big homie. Like they was like friends for no, like I'm dead ass, bro. Cause like, big homie. Have, like I'm dead ass, bro. Cause I'm I forgot to say there was another uh, one of like Jordan Poole's friends or whatever on like Instagram. He like did one of them like blacked out screens and type a long ass paragraph or whatever. But he was like yeah, he was like, man, Draymond, he was the big homie. He would invite us over because, like, the Michigan connection and blah, blah, blah. And he showed Jordan Poole the ropes. And how are you just going to do that to you? Like, how, how are you going to do that to your man who, like, you know? It's another loser. Why are all of these niggas speaking on this nigga's behalf? Because Poole what? won't speak. Poole just going to No, because him. No, because Poole, Poole is doing this shit the correct way. Anytime they bring this shit up on media day, anytime niggas ask that nigga, he act like nobody asked him the motherfucking question and he keeps it pushing. He really trying to move on for real. It seemed like Jordan Poole wants to move on from this shit. Draymond won't let him. I understand that, but your family members trying to defend you at the same time ain't making it better. It's really not. There's nothing you can do to make the situation better. So and why are you calling other niggas the big homie? Why are we doing that? That's, That's crazy. Nothing. That is weird, but... You are a grown man calling another nigga the big... I mean, he got drafted at, like, 18, so he's, like, grown man technically, but he's not really a grown man. But he like, 23, 24. And the cousin... And the cousin calling... Hey, yo, he's, he used to be the big homie. What? He did. And, he used to be. Hey, man, look. I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, look. Draymond Green, he be doing some wild shit. Um, that video told me everything I needed to know. Jordan Poole said some shit, and Draymond Green corrected it with his fist. And you know who didn't step in? Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So I know it was valid. I know it was valid. I know whatever it was, it was like, okay. I, me personally, I wouldn't have done it, but I understand why Draymond did it. That's what I got out of niggas. Niggas was taking too long. To pull Draymond, they let him get a real a real punch in. Like normally, most most of the time when niggas start pushing, that's when niggas start breaking it up. They got the pushing 
And then he got a lick off. That told me everything I need to know. I feel like Jordan Poole was talking crazy. One thing, though, I do feel like Steph need to be like, Draymond, bro, please. Just like, Shut up. Yeah, you, you got to stop talking, though. You still got to talk. You, you got to stop talking, though. Like. Um, and, and as far as Jordan, uh, not Jordan, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, it just, <laughs> this one just feels weird. <laughs> because at this point, Draymond didn't really say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't get how this shit got out. Like I just feel like niggas is just adding more fuel to the fire. Um yeah. I just the fire feel like that Draymond started. He started all this with his with him being the way he is around young players. Hey man, new media, right? <laughs> new media, right? This is the new media. New media and the old media are the same exact thing. <laughs> but let me I gotta I gotta hold on to that one. That's gonna be, oh, that's shit. Gonna be, that's gonna be the hot tape. That's gonna be the hot tape. Oh word, you got a hot tape. You got a hot tape for it, man. Get, might as well get into the hot takes now, man. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, let it lose, man. Alright. Like I said, new media and old media, probably the exact same thing. It's like that meme where it's like the old dude, he's like, oh I'm losing weight, then in the next picture, he just stepped back. He looked the exact same. Everybody's screaming new media, and it's just like it's new. The new media, I think Draymond even started that term, but it's really just player run podcast basically. But they're all just rehashing the same topics that people that losers like Skip Bayless and stuff talk about. Like it's literally the exact same thing. Like they're not really providing, I mean, yes, they provide insight to the game, and like on Draymond and podcast and Paul George podcast, even Pat Beverly podcast, they talk about, you know, their decisions from like in-game standpoints and things like that. So I guess that's like the new, the quote unquote, new aspect of it. But new media and old media are the same thing. They go through the same top five debates. They go through the same, um, just really just, I don't even know what else to call it, but like fodder, like it's, it's just really nothing. And I just, it makes no sense to me. The newly and old media are the exact same thing. People need to stop lying to themselves. Because mm-hmm. as soon as Draymond retires, he's going to go. Like, he won't have that player insight no more. He's going to be doing the exact same thing that all the old players are doing now, which is being old media. Like, he's going to be on TNT doing his Charles Barkley, rehashing the same stuff. Like, it's it's a waste of time. Just stop acting like you're different, bro. You're not. And it's okay. He, he uh, next generation, next generation uh, Kendrick Perkins. Next, next, next gen, KP. I hope there. I think there can only be one Kendrick Perkins. He's one. He's one of a kind. He is one of a kind. I will say that that nigga is one of a kind. <laughs> that is a one of a kind. Now it's time for my hot take. This is a hot take that I said from the um, the unreleased episode. Um, <laughs> the um, not the Kobe one. Not the Kobe one. Before you get into little high horses. Um, my hot take, uh, Skip Bayless is not not for the black people, like y'all like y'all people want to claim it to be. Skip Bayless is is using black people. Um, don't don't let people try to misconstrue it and, and, and make it seem like he's uh, giving niggas opportunities. Like, look, I understand what it looks like, but he using he's using that opportunity just like the black people on those shows. We're using that opportunity to, you know, raise their platform. It, it was a business thing. It's not looking out for brothers. 
He's not pro-black like niggas make it seem he is. And he may he may not be racist. I'm not calling that nigga no racist. But let's be honest. He's not shit without Stephen A. He not shit without Shannon Sharp. And you see it right here. And I challenge niggas. This is my hot take. Go get a white co-host. Go get a white co-host. Go get Todd McShay. Go get Dan Orlovsky. Go get, go get, go get one of the white. If you really this nigga that is is like the guru of like blowing motherfuckers up, go go. You know, step away from the black community one good time and 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 help your own little generation out. Help help your help your culture out real quick. Help your little community out. Since you know, since you do this shit for real, since you've been on this on this Lil Wayne run, no pun intended. Since you since you bringing. Lil Wayne more into this um this integrational sports uh for undisputed upcoming um I, look that that's my challenge for you Skip Bayless you feel me like cause you just using black people and then once they get bigger than you they don't you you just like these NFL owners you not trying to pay them you not trying to push these niggas to get paid more than you cause you feel like you have all the control so that's disrespecting I'm saying so I'm just like look. Um, because that's the first thing people want to bring up when they bring up Shannon Sharp and, and Stephen A. What they were before Skip Bayless. And I'm like, yo, look, that's cool. I get it, but Skip Bayless know what he was doing, and that show just gonna get blacker and blacker. Um, the the longer it stays on air, I already see the projection. Start off with Stephen A. Um, talking about Kwame Brown and mispronouncing um, names uh, of, of foreign people, which I think is kind of xenophobic to a degree. <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> Niggas really need to check in on that. Not too much, but like, yo, that's kind of crazy. You can't pronounce nobody's name. It'd be the easy names, too. It'd be, it'd be Luka Doncic. I remember he fucked up Luka Doncic like when he was first in the draft. I, I see all the compilations. And he, and he has, like I said, bro, like he has the opportunity to go. <laughs> And and I have somebody tell this nigga the, the correct pronunciation. He's just trying to he do this out of... There's an earpiece in his ear. Yo, nigga, I'm pretty <laughs> sure producer is like, hey, yo, it's Doncic. And he's just going to keep saying it the way he wants to. Because I really feel like he be trying to disrespect some of these niggas. But that's another situation. But on top of that, you go from that to going for Shannon Sharp that brought, that brought in Black and Miles and do rags on set and, and, was, and was taking shots of Henny or fake shots of Henny. Um, on the set, it's only gonna get blacker. Skip Bayless saw the blueprint in the script on how to be successful um, with with this talk show hot take shit, and he keep running with it. Get somebody that's not gonna do it. Get somebody like Todd McShay, and that's my hot take. He's not that nigga for real. <laughs> I would like to see him with the white coat. I don't think it worked though. I it wouldn't I, work. Wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And he know it won't work. That's why he keep talking about Lil Wayne so much. But with that being said, follow, follow, follow us at Play for Keeps Pod. On, for sure. On all social media. Like, I'll leave a comment. You, you can I'll you can subscribe if there's a subscribe button. I just don't think we have one yet. <laughs> it's not like me on YouTube. Um, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Oh, you can. Yeah. New information to me. Go ahead and subscribe to my Apple Podcast. <laughs> Push the notifications. Make sure you understand and, 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 and see when we drop all our episodes, our new contents, our new videos. A new video will be dropping um, tomorrow sometime about <laughs> running backs. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we're going to 
plead anybody's case at, 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 at that moment, but you'll, you'll get a chance to see that. And, and interact with us, man. Um, comment comment on, on, on our shit, man. Um, we want to hear we want to hear what you got to say. Ask for real, for real. We'll answer. Why not? You know, and I'm gonna be honest with mine. Not too honest, but I'll be honest enough. Um, if you want, some, if you want some stuff that's not basketball, if you if you want some stuff that's not sports related, hey, look, I, I may not interact. <laughs> I, I, I may not interact, but um, yeah, man, let's 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 keep the engagements going. Um, final words, final words before we let go. Oh, also, y'all can suggest suggest the topic. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Also, yeah, also do that. Also, um, um, we're getting to that point um, of the podcast um, where podcast journey where we want to start inviting you guys up here so y'all can spew some of this bullshit that y'all be talking sometimes. You know, some of y'all got some crazy takes. Yeah, I didn't got a few. Don't just, I didn't, don't just text it to us anymore. You know, say it with your chest. Nah, say it, say it, say it with your chest. Say it to the whole world. Let, let, let everybody laugh at you. Yeah, you know, because if I, if I say what I want to say, you're going to call me delusional. But if I get a, if I have a whole gang of people saying the same thing, you may you may not feel the same way. You you may not be ten toes down. Uh, but <laughs> that's been a this been a uh, wrap for the episode. Follow us on all socials at Play for Keeps. Play number four for Keeps. And like I said, the only podcast that has a number four and has zero meaning to it at all. At all. And with that, we will see you next week. <laughs>